the ultimate deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host shane chapman and way Loret. thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah. the ultimate deck podcast let's go episode 196 the boys are back in town it's been a long time since you had control of the board. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of freaking buttons in front of me right now, and it's it's pleasing to my HD ADHD. <laughs> though I'll tell you that much. I look at it, I'm like, ooh, but I'm gonna touch and move and yeah. So and finally, the intro will make sense too. We've saved a few bucks because we don't have to redo the intro like we were talking about doing for the longest time. We're yes, like, we need to get Bryce's name added in here. Yeah. So the news is Bryce has moved on. He's gone to work for a home builder. Yep. Because uh, he's like, not just decks, not just, that's just not my thing. I want to do the whole home. I don't know if that's what that was, yeah. but anyways. They're a big company. He gone. Yep. They're growing, and, so that's a good spot for him. Yeah. And the media team, uh, Kyler and uh, Jacob, were here kind of on summer terms, and yep. then we were going to maybe keep them along, and then that didn't work out, and so. So now it's just back to Wade and Shane. Back to the basics. Yeah. So. So you got, you got some new cameras. Yeah, we thought, well, if we have have, um, (laughs) less people, that means we need more cameras. Yeah. So, uh, here we are. I think it's a pretty good setup. Seems like it might work. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what it's going to look like when it's actually, what are you looking for? My paper that had our things on it. Oh, you took it. (laughs) You set it down over there. Well, you're going to have to like entertain and speak for a minute. Uh, yeah, so we thought that we would just grab the the cameras and an app and see if we could just run this thing a little more simple than what it had gotten to. I mean, for the longest time we were, it was simple. Yeah. It was just you and me. Yeah. And it was just the board and it was a camera set up and, yep. and it was just great. The whole podcast was built on that. And then... Then there Bryce some, came in to help with produce it, and that was great. And there it was also some really good stuff that happened there. Yeah, provided a nice like third voice on the mic, which was good for conversation, whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, then there was another guy in there, and then there was another guy. All of a sudden, there was more guys behind the camera than in front of the camera. Yeah. And uh, which was all fine; it was all good. But maybe we like I we lost contact to the board. And yeah. I'll tell you what. And I don't know that I feel so attached to the board, but but the group of people that used to follow us. We had lost touch with them. Oh, yeah. And I don't think Kyler ever figured out how to do the intros properly. Well, that's funny. He had like four cracks at it, and they <laughs> kept cutting us off all the time for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Anywho, um, what we are going to keep, though, is the questions here, the topics of conversation. Okay. The ifs and thens, which side are you going to take on this? And so okay. I'm going to pick these completely randomly. Actually, you know what? Maybe you highlight the ones we've already read. Is that how that works? No. Um there's going, I'm going to get you to pick a number between 1 and 19. 16. 1 and 20. 16? Okay. Would you rather be able to read somebody's mind or control their mind? Read somebody's mind or control their mind? I think I would rather read their mind. I feel like that would be f- Awful. I feel like that'd be really tough. But don't you think <laughs> if you could read it, you could then control it? Well, don't you think if you had, if you could control it, you wouldn't have to read it because you're the one putting the thoughts in there? Yeah, but so I like the, hmm, I think I like the challenge of it. <laughs> and so this happens, this happens all the time in the store. 
So people come in and they decide they're going to buy a deck board. I'm taking this color and this board. Oh, you're thinking of this from a sales perspective. Sure. Okay. And you're like, no. Well, I was, no, I was just thinking of it from like all perspectives, but like if you could read their mind, then, then you know where you're starting and you know whether you can influence it or not. And so if you're guiding somebody around the store and it's like, and then they're telling you, that's not it, I'm not interested in that, I don't want it, then you can like either work back from that or towards that. Or but that sounds like a lot of work when the other option is to just put in their head what you want to be in their head. No influencing, no trying to work them around the store, just yeah. like, you need to move some, <laughs> you need to move some Trex Foggy Wharf. <laughs> you make them fall in love with Trex Foggy Wharf. That seems a lot easier. Right. Rather than rather than knowing in their head, they're like, "I really want fiber on uh, rosewood." Yeah, and you're like, "Okay, well, I got to get to work here." More of a challenge for sure. Yeah, I I went to it from a personal perspective right away, just like relationships with people. It's like, do you want to hear everything that anybody says about you or thinks about you, like without saying it? Mm -hmm. Like when you read their mind, mm -hmm. if you could turn that shit off, like you weren't just what's that movie, What Women Want or something with yes, uh, yes, and he just hears women's thoughts all the time. Yes. If you could choose when to read it, then I think that would be a, that'd be pretty decent. But if you were just always hearing everybody that you were speaking to, you just like hear their thoughts at all times. That'd be that would be, be a process. lot. <laughs> okay, fine. You would need thicker skin. Okay. Yeah, than yeah, a lot of society. That's has. what I mean. I'm like, you only hear what people want you to hear. Imagine if you heard all the stuff that they didn't want you to hear. Yeah, I think that would <laughs> like, be better. I think you should like. I honestly think that controlling somebody's mind would be. Like that, I don't know that you want, that's... That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. And do you really <laughs> want that even? Like, do you just want everybody to think the way you want them to think? Uh, pick another number between 1 and 20. 4. Oh, yeah, number 4. Number 4, we're going to go with... Would you be able to... Would you prefer to be able to change the future or the past by imagining it? Would you rather I undo rat shit that's happened or control what's going to happen? I think I would rather control what was going to happen. Yeah. Me too. I'm on board with that one. Because unless you had like a pretty like really awful, devastating past. Yeah, but like what if maybe you... Maybe you'd want to erase some of that, but... Yeah, I don't know. What are you changing? Like, are you able to go back and invest in Apple? Like, is that... Or are you just erasing... Well, I guess if you... If you were, yeah, you could. Like, if you made a decision to not in the past, you can then change that. So there's some that advantages one, right? that way, but I think future. I, I think future, yeah. I think we agree on that one. I'm not going to argue with that too much. Uh, one more between 1 and 20. 20. Oh, that forces me. There's only one number. There's three pages. They're all like one to 14, one to 19, one to 20. So okay. there's only one 20 on here for me to chase. Choose here one. we go. Would you rather lose all of your friends but win the lottery or keep your friends but don't get a raise for the rest of your life? Ooh, I'd keep my friends. And just keep, just mm -hmm. keep wieners and beans, hey? Mm -hmm. <laughs> lose all your friends but win the lottery or keep your friends but you don't get a raise for your life. I like. I feel like I'm on the same board with that. I I wasn't as definitive as you were though. I'm like mostly because I just don't have any friends. <laughs> I just have lots of kids. As long as they're still cool with me, I, maybe I'd pick the other one. Uh, I plan to at some point like make the money. 
win the lottery <laughs> or win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would kind of, it'd be pretty awful and lonely if you lost all your friends. Like, no context. Can I make new friends? Yeah. There's a, there's of course, when you win the lottery, then you'll have new friends. Mm. You and your rich friends, real will genuine out. deep connections with strangers. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, really good. uh, the way, the way I know that I can answer that question is that I had some people talk to me about what it was like living in Saskatoon. And when I moved to Saskatoon, I, uh, I didn't have close friends there. Yeah. Like I moved up there and I had acquaintances, lots of like buddies. Yeah. You could go out and drink beers and have wings or play golf or any of that stuff. But like, if you wanted to actually talk about anything, if you wanted to like talk about any sort of emotion of any kind, you didn't have that friend. You didn't have a connection with anyone. Right. Right. And so, uh, yeah, maybe you could make new friends and one of them could be your psychologist. <laughs> yeah. You just stand outside people's houses and stare in their windows, hoping to make a connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's it for those. Unless you feel the need to discuss those any further. What did you want? Friends. No, you well, have I, no friends. I, I, I had a soft lottery. choice on friends. Like, mm. like, to be quite frank, you're probably the only friend I've kept for more than like... <laughs> yeah. All of my childhood friends, I have no contact with anymore. Like all my Estevan friends, like growing up friends. Right, but what about Arcola? Like but you like, probably talked to Neelish. Here and there. Still. I played dodgeball with Neelish, but like I, we didn't... St- like... We weren't real close for a, a while. Right. Kind of lost contact. And then like back now. But then you're back. A little bit. Yeah. Whatever. But the only one that I would say is like a close friend from my childhood would be you. Like all my ass friend friends. Yeah. Not really. Well, you'd like wanna, some acquaintances for do sure. Do you want to meet Rosner again? Like he's on my hockey <laughs> yeah. team. We yeah. start hanging out with him again. Yeah. Well, it was his brother <laughs> I was more like really good friends with. But um, I just think that that like that historical friendship is uh, more important than you know until it's gone. Yeah, so. and I think when they say, like, money can't buy happiness, if that's true, then you're happier with good friends than you are with just winning the lottery and having a bunch of money and mm-hmm. losing all of your your friendships. Yep. So I, yep. I hear you. Okay, well, today that's uh, we're going to get on with it and not talk about friends anymore. And we're talking about whether, as a deck builder, so we're presuming that the people listening to this are deck builders now, and maybe there's some of them that are considering making the switch to being, like, a whole backyard builder. Yeah, because so what we've done is talked about how people are uh, general contractors, general like deck, not deck builders. They were doing everything. They were framing basements and doing renos and putting flooring in. And it was like, listen, you need to specialize. And so we got a whole group of people that we've now moved into deck builders, like specifically. That's all they do. Yeah, and our job's not done here. We're not done. <laughs> now we need to move along. When you put it like that, I was just like, oh, wow. Are we actually going to try and do this? Are we going to try and influence people? Like, not, that we're, not that we will, but... Yeah, move people into the stuff that we sell, and now yeah. we're going to move them out towards the things that we don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what we're, <laughs> what we're referring to here is like, obviously the deck is one small piece of the backyard. There's some builders like this already that do... Like, there's a lot of them that do this. Yes. On social media, there's a few, right? Yeah. Jimmy Outdoor Living does the whole backyard. He's probably the most well-known one. Yeah, Deck say. South... Yep. does everything like there's a lot of, there's a the higher end builders do all of it a lot of the time whole thing um, but there's certainly the majority of deck builders kind of do just the deck and then they leave the landscaping and everything else for somebody else to do some may subcontract they don't kind of manage kind of gc the whole backyard in yep. a way but maybe they don't have their own crews but 
We're going to talk today about like eight good reasons why you might want to make that leap and just start handling the whole backyard and not just the deck. Yeah, there's certain like there's certainly some good points to it. Well, I think because we came up with them. So eight of them pretty quickly. So if like <laughs> speed is an indication of quality of, of uh, information, we came up with eight pretty quick. So yeah. number one that we came up with was, and these are not in order of like most important or whatever, Never but are. just like randomly. Number one is it's more profitable. As long as you know how to make a profit in the first place, then it's more profitable. Yeah. It can be more profitable. It certainly can be more profitable. Yeah. Right. And that's just on a sheer volume size. Yeah. If you're doing a, a project that's 10,000 or a project that's a hundred thousand, well, you should make more money. Yeah. Well, so. and there's some tasks like I, like I don't know this. I'm maybe speaking. Do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Turn or like with no not accurately whatsoever. Yeah. But I feel like landscapers make a killing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I actually mean is like there's some tasks that are a little bit more mundane that probably do have higher profit margins on them if you have the right equipment. Or they you go could. in and grade a backyard. You yeah. can probably charge quite a bit for that because. A homeowner is never going to do that. They don't have the equipment to do it. For you, though, with the right equipment, it doesn't really take that long. But when you're doing something that's transformational like that, there's probably a decent markup on something like that. I'm only assuming, but I believe that that's probably true. Yeah, you things. Like that, I think that you can probably set a number on it, yeah. and you likely don't get as much pushback. Right, because, because there's no option to do it yourself. It's harder to do yourself. It's a wheelbarrow and a shovel and or Yeah, jobs that... That people are not willing to themselves or are not capable of doing themselves, people who are willing to do those make more money. That's why yeah. roofing houses, you can make good money in roofing houses because nobody wants to be up on a roof in the middle of July roofing their own house. It's yes. a shitty job. Yeah. So therefore, the people that are willing to do it can make good money. Yes. Same with grading a backyard. It's like not necessarily that people don't want to do it, but no homeowner, homeowner owns the equipment to do it. Not therefore, like big machines. Yeah. But I mean, grading your whole backyard, when you, like, I did, it was shovels awful. Out there, it's <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah. So you can rent the equipment, whatever. But I feel like there's probably opportunity to find some, like, at least certain services within the whole backyard that are maybe more profitable than just building the deck. Or Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, even when you talk about just decks, when you talk about, like, installing lightings is a, is a good profitable endeavor because, it's you know, you do lighting often and find the right system. It can be done fairly quickly, mm-hmm. but it is a premium add-on or service for people so they make yeah. a good margin on it probably yep. better than just framing the deck or something certainly like well not framing margin. typically framing is the most rough profitable like sure you, you fly through it yeah, <laughs> you yeah. fly through it yeah uh, more profitable than installing the picture frame boards yeah, yeah, on yeah, a, yeah, yeah exactly on a octagon deck sure number two is control of the job schedule so this one's Fairly nice to have your hands. I mean, if you were only doing the backyard, you could do that too. But let's assume that maybe you were managing the whole backyard, but not under your umbrella. You were working with sub trades. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you are not, um, you're not able to, you're not able to control the schedules. You're kind of relying on other people and their schedules. So that's tough to do sometimes, especially if you're always doing it. Like every job requires it. Yeah. And there's just so many factors, right? Like all they have, like if you have sub trades, it's like they have probably four or five jobs on the go and material that's been back ordered. And there's all kinds of stuff that they're not in control of either. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it's like they get some back orders that came in for a job that they're still owed $40,000 on, like your job's off. Yeah. It's just like pause 
and I'm going to go clean this one up and get some cash. Yeah, now. and you're planning on having your crew out there on the 19th because the landscaper's coming in on the 17th, and he's going to be done. But then it rains the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. Yeah. He gets buggered up, buggers you up. Yeah. But if you are able to, if you have all of that in-house, you're able to manage that a bit better. Kind of have people where they need to be, when you need them to be there. And then if there yep. is a change, you can more quickly shuffle things around and make things happen. So Correct. It's nice to be in control of the whole schedule and all of the bits and pieces within it. And there's also that possibility that your people, your crew, like the all of your employees can do all of the jobs. But maybe one of them is a lead stone guy and one of them's a lead deck guy but that doesn't mean that they can't help each other right so when it's time to do pavers everyone does pavers sure when it's time to do decks everyone does the deck right yeah so yeah yeah number three is you also get to be in control of the whole vision the whole complete picture of what the backyard is going to look like yeah and so right now we're working with a customer in saskatoon and she has she has a, a fairly small project going on. It's like a six by 20 deck on the front and then a four by four on the side. And she has talked to three different contractors. And when like we're out there now currently building this and she can't remember the conversations that she's had with all these different contractors. Mm. And ultimately we're in control of the whole job because there's only two decks being built. It's not this massive project, but imagine the confusion and the miscommunication if you had four different trades on there. You got a pool guy and a paver guy and a deck guy and a roof guy. Yeah. And they all end up having to like try and visit with each other through the homeowner. Yeah. Who is the only person who has the vision. Right. Everybody else only has pieces of it. Yeah. And you have to try and put these puzzles together and, and they don't fit. Yeah, and even when it comes to helping the homeowner with their material selections, you can, like Sean from Premium Art Delivering has a pretty good idea of what pavers work with what deck boards. Yeah. Like color-wise, I mean. Yes. Right? This is going to go great with this. This is going to tie in well here. And he can, he can kind of see the whole thing because he knows the products from in both industries, the hardscape and the decking. Yeah. So his vision is going to make a lot of sense. Correct. If you come in as a deck builder and be like, well, I think this would go really well with your house. And then the... And the hardscape guy comes in and is like, oh, I think these pavers will go well with your house. And then you show up and they don't go well together though. Yep. Or something. Yeah. Right? Like the less chance of that whole vision being cohesive and working. Yeah. Unless of course you hire like a third party designer, landscape designer or something that kind of helps tie it all together. But but as part of your full service backyard, almost, almost certainly you have that available. Yeah. You almost certainly have available a 3D service. Right. Yeah, exactly. A rendering service. And then that kind of leads in nicely to number four, which is it's just easier for the homeowner to your point with them trying to, the homeowner trying to act as the general almost on this or the project manager. And they're got things like visions in their head and they're trying to direct people and manage it and make sure it all works together. It's like, holy smokes. Like for a lot of folks, especially if they're putting that much money into the backyard and flipping the whole backyard, yeah. they would probably like to just have a point of contact yes. to be like, work with me on what this is going to look like. And then once I say, Looks good. Here's the check. Then you just make it happen. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. And some people like to be a little more involved and that's okay. If they're a little more involved, especially if you're in control of all of the parties on site. Yeah. That, like then it's not nearly as daunting. Yeah. But if, if they want to meet with the hardscape crew, then you have to tie You have to try and find time for the hardscape crew to come and, and actually set up that meeting. Yeah. Or 
uh, you're that guy. And then <laughs> you just have the meeting, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Even when it comes down to, to paying the bill, it's like, it's easier for them to just have like, you know, whatever, three or four progress payments to one party yeah. rather than it's Billy's backyard to this guy and a few to that guy and this guy, and there's this deadline. This guy contract says he's responsible for this, but the other guy says he's not responsible for that. And like yeah. really convoluted, easier just to work with one party. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. And I think if you keep the homeowner happy, then that's, what's ultimately important. Yeah. Number five is quality control. Get to control the schedules, get to control the vision, and get to control the quality from start to finish. Yeah, which is good if you have good quality control, bad if you don't, because then it all looks bad. Yeah, if you're going to walk in there and bugger it up, you might as well just bugger a part of it up. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> but if you're fairly confident, you can pull this off. So you made the point off mic before about, like, it really sucks if you were to go in and, like, nail it on the deck, build this beautiful thing. Yeah, lighting and, yeah. like, just... Just awesome. And you think like... Nadra award-winning deck of sorts. Right. And then you're like, I'm going to come back and take pictures once you have your landscaping done so it looks a little bit nicer. And you yeah. come back and the landscaper's botched everything. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it's just not good. And the lo- like quality is like... And then the customer's not happy and their whole like, their feeling about how the backyard went... Yep. ...changes a bit, even though you did really well. They might... They'll probably think they're like, oh, they, they were great, but... But they have this, now they have this negative feeling about their backyard. Yeah. Because other people were able to come in there and muck up your space, and that halo effect affects your yeah your reputation there a little bit too. Kind of sucks, but <clears throat> maybe it does, right? Because maybe you maybe you referred the hardscape crew, or maybe you refer, referred the pool guy, or whatever. But yeah, like I think it's a little bit easier to just control it all. And as much as you want to control sub trades, it's hard. It's hard to walk in when somebody has laid pavers and you don't like what they've done and then you have to be like that's got to come out yeah and they're like what no and you're like yeah yeah no, that's a perfect too many cooks in the kitchen analogy has right there. to come out you have five guys in there and they're all the boss yeah each company thinks like isn't going to be told what to do from a deck builder yeah you're not tell me how. yeah you don't even know <laughs> right. you're right i don't there's just a chance to butt heads there and but if yeah. it's all your crew you're all on the same page, working then, for the same rules. Yeah. Same people. Yep. Same company, same vision. Number six, you're bound to attract higher-end clients, which I know a lot of, even the deck builders that just do decks just by themselves, like, I want to, how do I get higher-end clients? Well, this is part of it because those higher-end clients that have the money to spend aren't worried, of, like, they don't want the hassle of managing any of this thing. They just want it to just all work. Therefore, they want somebody who has a complete vision and can do all the controlled scheduling and can keep yeah. all the quality in house. And they're okay paying for all that, but yeah. they don't want they don't want to look at it. And you're like, I can build you a wicked deck. They're like, yeah, but then now I have to go find a landscaper and an arborist and an electrician and a lighting. Like I, I yeah. don't. If you can't handle to do the whole thing, then I think I'm just going to find somebody who can. Yep. And the other thing with uh, like higher end clients is. When you start presenting numbers for doing a whole backyard, now your numbers are six figures. Yeah. And and if you're not going to scare that customer off, then like right there, you have the right group of people. Because often what happens is, you know, like contractors that we talk to that are just getting into doing decks only are moving from uh, like four figure to five figure decks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when they go into five figure, they realize that there's some pushback because the customers are like, whoa, that's like, that's a lot. 
And you're like, yep, but that's what it is. And you get comfortable with that. And then you realize, no, those are the, that, like that, those are the customers I want. That's yep. the group I want to work for. Yeah. And so, uh, because they often don't fight you on money and they often, like, they often let you kind of have a little bit of creative control. And so imagine if you could just take that even a little bit further and like, you're allowed to put the trees in the yard and you're allowed to like, you get to decide where the planter boxes go and what plants go in those planter boxes. You get yeah. it all. I mean, there's that big, that big, big job that uh, Kevin from NFDI did. Yeah. Transformed the whole backyard. Good Lord. That thing went on for like, as it should, like it's a year, it a couple of years or something like that. Yeah. He was picking away at that thing, but they controlled every aspect of it. Yes. Every plant, every piece of rock and mulch or whatever mm -hmm. pool and the deck and the lights and the, everything like talk about controlling the complete vision. Yeah. And like schedules like that. That was a, that was a freaking awesome project. And it takes time to come through, but yep. I'm sure those clients were happy. They had one person that was just like meticulous in controlling every aspect of it, making sure it all worked at the end. Cause something with that much detail and that much intricacy where it's like, you know, if the pool's off by six inches, it just like buggers something else. Everything. Like everything was tight in that backyard, but everything had a purpose and a flow and yeah, like so good. Yeah. Leads us to, I'm going to skip one and go to number eight, which is these higher ticket jobs pro or con for some, but it's going to mean you need to book less work because you're busier longer on these jobs. Yeah, you're you're no longer looking at like one week or two week jobs. Yeah. You're, you're now like months. Yeah, or longer if they're real suckers, right? Yep. Like, yeah, like, but if it's a two-tier deck and a big paver and then some, some grass or some mulch, like one week for the deck, one week for the... Patio stones, one week for the yard. Yeah. It's if it's a if it's an in and out, it's two to three weeks. Yeah. That's as fast as it gets. Yeah. Which that's okay. There's a lot of guys out there, I, I use this these words before, but um that would rather book six hundred thousand dollar jobs to fill their year yes. than to book a hundred six thousand dollar jobs where yeah. you have to have a new job lined up every three days. That's it's a lot just on managing and moving and resetting up and taking down and cleaning and whatever else. It's like if you can park yourself and kind of set up shop for a bit and know you're going to be there for a while, and not have to move around and not have to go do sixteen estimates this week to try to fill the next spot in the calendar all year long. Yep. It's just like you do that in December and January and you book the six jobs and then you're like, now I can focus on pulling these off. Yeah, in the next like a, 10 months. Uh, tattoo artists say all the time, right? Books are closed. Yeah. The books are closed for the year. Yeah. And it's like, so, what? Yeah. yeah. It's over. And there, but there's certainly other people, and they are going to want nothing to do with doing the whole backyard either. Some people would be like, I would rather be on a job for three days and be done, move on. I get bored. I don't want to look at the same thing day after day, and I just, that's not my thing. So that's fine. But there's a lot less administration when you can just kind of park yourself somewhere. It's like, it is fine. And you can make good money. Like a lot of those people make really good money doing that. Certainly you can. Better money even. Like you can get yep. nice and quick and consistent and fast and efficient. Yep. Doing little small square decks. Nailing them out on a condo or something like that. Let's like, talk about like if you can frame a deck in an app. Like let's say you can frame out a deck in two hours. Yeah. That would mean that each job site you go to, you lose the equivalent of framing a deck. Yep. Because every time you show up, it's an hour to unload your trailer and it's an hour to load it if you do it once a day. But then you do it like three days in a row, you load your trailer and unload your trailer. 
So now you've lost three frames that you could have built. So there is certainly an advantage to being on a site for a, a long time. Yeah. But it does get mundane. For sure it does, yeah. There's like I've been on some pretty big ones where by the end of it we were all just You're sick of being there. Ready to be gone. Like yeah. I don't want to be here anymore. And at that point you're you're down to like punchless shit that you just it's <laughs> it's not even fun that you can't even get motivated to do it. It's like yeah, what do you like, gotta do today? Oh I gotta go sand off some more plugs, plugs and Yeah. Hit the spot with a little bit of oil. Like well, they gotta tighten up the screen. Like whatever it is. It's just like it's shitty little things now. Yeah. At the end of that, right? So there's there's drawbacks to it for sure. Um, but this also speaks well to when we talk to people about like you should charge for estimates, charge for on site consultations, and everybody gets scared of well then the phone I'm not gonna get as many phone calls, I'm not gonna get as many leads and stuff. It's like, yeah, but what's gonna happen is you're gonna eventually transition to these higher end clients and these bigger jobs where you don't need that many to phone to ring anymore. Yeah. You don't need the phone. You need six jobs. Therefore you need the phone to ring 10 or 12 times this year. Yep. That's it. (laughs) One phone call a month from the right people and you're set. Yep. The dude that's trying to do 100 this year needs 1,200 phone calls. Yep. Because he's doing smaller jobs. He's competing with a bunch of people. It's all about price. Yep. And his close ratio is 8%. Yours is going to be 50. Or better. Or better. And so you don't need... Good Lord, wouldn't it be nice if the phone didn't ring that many yeah. times? It's seven, eight phone calls. You lose like, if you lost two jobs a year. Yeah. That's probably realistic. Yeah. Like once you get to the point of working on jobs like that, that's actually probably what you're losing. Yeah. Instead of the phone ring, can you imagine? <laughs> your current situation right now, the phone ring, you, you get called 20 times a day yep. in the spring. Mm-hmm. 20 times that phone call rings. Yeah. 20 times you got to stop what you're doing, answer the phone, have a conversation with somebody, let somebody pick your brain and, you know. Yeah. Give them some information. You have to give them something. Give them something. Half of them are just kicking tires. Yep. So they've taken away your productivity and your efficiency mm-hmm. on the job site you're trying to do. Your customer's like, you're on your freaking phone all day. Yeah, I'm taking calls for the <laughs> next. I'm worried, I'm worried about the jobs after yours, actually, at yeah. this point. Yeah, because I already, I'm only a day away from finishing this one and yeah. I have to get going. Yeah, I got to line this up. And so you got those 20 people, only one or two of them ends up being your customer. Yep. So you've wasted all that time on a bunch of people who were never going to hire you. Yep. Or, or you get a, a call or two a week. And when they phone you, they're like, uh, we just built a $7 million house down by the lake and uh, we, we need, need a whole backyard. backyard done. We need our backyard That's done. good. What's your budget? Uh, three quarters of a million dollars. I think I can get it done for that. And I phoned you because... I had heard from whatever, right? You They've already done one. their homework. They're not yep. phoning guys off Craigslist. Yeah, that's right. They're they're qualifying themselves a little bit before, but they even call you because they want to weed out guys that can't do the job. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. I hate my phone ringing anymore. That's why it sounds really good to me right now. The other thing that I think <laughs> is, um, like really, maybe people wouldn't think about, but if you get delayed. Think about like having to only let three other people know. Yeah. You only have to let three customers know or two customers know and be like, hey, like we had a huge hiccup on this one job. Or maybe the maybe the hiccup was so big, maybe like the pavers didn't come in, period. Yeah. And it's like, that's okay. We're just going to move over to 
this house and we'll get started there because their pavers are in, but their deck material is not. Yeah. And so you can, like, it might be a little bit easier to move around because these jobs are so big, you are no doubt lining this material up well in advance. That and you probably don't have to let more than one person know because the job after you, you might have planned to be there for three months. There's a chance you can gain time there. Like, it's not necessarily yeah. going to, like, it's not necessarily going to, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, compound into compound. each each yep. next customer because yep. there might be some room to save some time here or, get, like, gain some efficiencies in that three months that you're going to have to... Well, even just switching to, like, if you show up on site and you, and you tell your guys, like, okay, listen, we're a week behind. Yeah. So... For this job, we'll work 10-hour days. Yeah. And that's it. I also and feel... Then you catch up, right? Like, bang, that sure. job. Yeah. Yeah, everybody works an extra hour or two a day, and we can catch this up. Um, I also feel like when there's large jobs, people aren't worried about the small adjustments in schedule, right? If you come in there and say, Correct. this is going to take this is gonna take 70 days to do, and it takes you 74, they're like, that was really good. Less than 10%. But if you tell somebody it's going to take three days and it takes five, they're like, what the, f- you said. Yeah. Well, that's almost a, that's almost a hundred percent longer. Right. Yeah. Right. So and the it, other one was less than 10%. Yeah. And same with those people. Like if somebody's about, if somebody is about to spend a half million dollars in their backyard, yep. they know it's about to be a giant endeavor and their backyard is unusable for this year. Like it's like, that's it's over. Yes. So they don't, a lot, I'm not, not to, not to say it doesn't matter, but they probably don't care if you start on May 7th or May 17th. Yeah. That 10 days probably doesn't matter to them. But the guy who's got tore his deck off and he wants this little thing in the backyard and whatever, and he's like, it's only going to take a few days and then you move the whole schedule by a week. They're like, what the, what the hell? Like, it's I a three-day already. project. Yeah. Like, you told me you're going to start in the 7th. Like, yeah, well, things happen. Yeah, well, maybe somebody else could have things happen and you could just be here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Much more likely to be more picky about the schedule. So, yep. Last one we were going to talk about was the um, better portfolio. Yeah, the narcissistic one. I was looking for a oh, word. Yeah. I was like, the one that matters to like <laughs> just you, really, is that. Well, I don't know that that's true. Anyways, yeah, maybe that's a mean word, but it's sure nice to be able to take a finished project that like with everything that is cohesive and the whole vision came together and it's like the greenery compliments and it's like, everything's done. The furniture's on the deck and it's completed. It's like whether it's staged or actually set up or whatever, those shots look so much nicer than just like finishing a deck, rinsing it off, taking a picture and around the deck is just mud. And like yeah. sawdust that blew around. And like, so like narcissist, maybe sure. Would I, what I was saying I didn't maybe agree with was that it only matters to you. I think I think when you put that together and then you deliver that as uh, like portfolio, as proof of what you can do when you're selling yourself to other clients, I think it super matters to them. Oh, absolutely. Like if you have a you're better like, looking portfolio. Yeah. Well, I did this one yeah. last year and I did these three the year before that. And yeah. so if you're interested, this could be your... Like you could get on the schedule for this year. Certainly better for business too to have those. <laughs> They're just like complete do the whole yeah. thing. It's like yeah, I did the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, like what did that cost? And you know, yeah, because you did it all, and you're like, oh, that's like that's the four hundred thousand dollar package, yeah. or that's the two hundred fifty thousand dollar package, and people are like, oh wow, okay, well, boy, we weren't thinking that much. And it's like okay, well, we can chew it off in stages. 
Yeah. But you still get the whole job maybe, right? Yeah. I, I, yep. I, if I was still building, I think I would have transitioned to this. Or at least just said yes to full backyards and just, I, I probably would have had subtrades. Maybe I wouldn't have invested in the equipment to actually be digging out and grading things and backfilling and all that crap. Like maybe I wouldn't have invested in the equipment, but I would have partnered with the company who did and then just still tried to keep as much control and keep the number of subs to a minimum and whatnot, right? You're always well, going to yeah, have I a think... subcontractor. Like you're always going to have an electrician you got to bring in or sure. a gas fitter or whatever it might be. But I feel like there... I feel like it would not have taken you very long to just get an employee. Just flip right over. Mm-hmm. Like some like hardscape some, guy now. Yep. Steal a hardscape guy from another company and then put a little mini bobcat in his hands and yep. you're Let like, him rip. now you do this for me. Yep. It's like, yep. well, I wanted to be the boss. It's like, well, you're not going to be the boss, but you can be the boss of this part of our company. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. 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 That's, that always bugged me. That last one, like the portfolio shots or the, the content shots, whatever you have uh, for me at the end is like, we always, you took the shots when you were done the job and about to leave for the day. That was a mistake all the time. It was like, should have gone back when things were done and the furniture was on and it was looked like a usable space and everything else. Those make much better shots. Yeah. Then just being like, okay, we're packed up, rinse the deck off, take some pictures. It's yep. like it's just empty deck with water recently sprayed on it. Yeah. How do you even <laughs> use that space? Well, I don't know. Use your imagination. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, food for thought for any builders that are potentially thinking about taking that step. So, and, and then. I think more and more will be. I Yeah. I think they. As they see it, right? You see I it on social media. They see it and then, you know, it's it's the same thing. It was like, a, it was scary to make the leap to being a builder of, like, to be a deck builder only. So that's scary. But. Uh, as more and more people do it, it's like, well, yeah, that works. Maybe I should do that. So well, this spawned out of the fact that we have just recently booked our flights and hotels. <laughs> right. To right. pool, spa. <laughs> Didn't even mention it. Right? Yeah. Uh, pool, spa, and patio show. Yeah. Which is also Deck Expo is attached to it in Vegas in the middle of November. Right. 15, 16, 17, right? Yeah. And so at that show... Now you can go there and you can look at hardscape stuff and you can look at pool stuff and you can. Yeah, because from stuff. my perspective, like the deck part of it, it looks or it appears because I've not been to a deck expo yet. That's been part of the pool spa patio expo. Correct. I have not either. Last year was the first one and we were planning to go and then COVID buggered all that up. Uh, so we didn't get uh, to it. We were connecting through Toronto and the flights got canceled out of Toronto. Yeah, well, That's I mean, there's a whole bunch of go. vendors that are pulled out and everything too, and it was yeah. like it was kind of falling apart, and it was like, is this worth going? We were gonna spend a bunch of money and bring a bunch of people, and it was like, it just got to the point where it was like, this is probably not worth going to. Yeah, the deck expo part of the show is this by far the smallest part anyway, and so when it was like, oh yeah, well, this vendor's pulled out, and this vendor's pulled out, and this vendor's pulled out, it was like, well, shit, there was only <laughs> how many there in the first place. Like, That's right. Uh, but anyway, it's for me going down there. It's like you you get excited about that one corner of the show, but it'd be way cooler if if the entire show was more your interest. And I think that we're starting to kind of like look at that a little bit. I'm, like I'm not saying we're going to start selling pools and stuff, but what I'm saying is like the accessory side or like kind of having at least a whole backyard and awareness of the whole backyard vision, even if we don't operate there because... Right. For me, yeah, for me, it's like the awareness of what's 
yeah. available. I want to know what's out there. Yeah. Right. Because when somebody comes in and is like, we're going to do a pool, but we're not sure. It'd be nice if you had some knowledge about what you could do with it. Yep. To help get a cohesive vision, even if you're not selling them those parts of it. And That's right. Because we've talked about this. It's like our whole, the whole premise of the company was to be the most helpful and yep. have the most information. Yeah. And when somebody starts to talk about any other part of the yard, it's as if they're speaking like a totally foreign language to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Barkman. What? Yeah. Barkman. That's what I know. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't even know anything about that. I don't. So. But you also don't even know sometimes that you might see something that's current use is elsewhere in the yard, but you might yeah. see it with your decking experience. Be like, wait, that'd be, that'd be sweet on a deck. Or if this yeah. was just a little bit different, this would work for decks too, or whatever. Right. Like a knife waterfall. Sure. Or fascia. <laughs> Good. Yeah, right? I know. Bringing that water features like yeah. into the deck and not just into the hardscape. Why not? But right now you have no contacts, right? Like we don't yeah. have a single, I don't have a single person I would even know who to talk to. And I'm more excited about the show because previously Deck Expo was aligned with JLC, which meant it was, it was also the smaller half of the show or, well, that one I feel was maybe yeah, was more 50-50, yeah, closer, closer to even. Anyway. Yep. But the other half of the show was just largely irrelevant to... Certainly if you're a tech builder, right? Yeah. You go in there and it's like, oh, look, check out this new insulation product or these new shingles or... Doorknobs. Yeah. Taps. Sinks. It's yeah. like, well, this is not for yeah. us. Super relevant yeah. to us, but at least pool spot patios in the same space. If you're not using it on the deck, you're at least right beside it and it's like all outdoor living and it's like... Yeah. There is some synergy there regardless of whether it's yeah, what and you I do exactly. I think that maybe privacy walls were one of the things that started like in the yard to like hide things, hide power boxes and hide or their fences. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people kind of rebuilt them and retooled them. And now they're on the deck. Yeah. Like, uh, like 25% of decks. Yes. Like I don't know what the number is, but a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a and lot so it used to privacy. be like privacy walls were not, they were outside. They were in the yard. Yeah. So retooled. Yeah. Anyways. I, yeah. I'm excited to, to see the show. And like, kind of get some new contacts and, and if nothing else. We just haven't been to one in a couple of years, in three years, because we like canceled from COVID the first year. Mm-hmm. Second year show happened, but like got got beat up by COVID and we didn't go. Yeah, and so it's been a few years since we've been down. When was the last one we were even at? Kentucky, Louisville, probably right. It might have been. That was a while it ago. It might have been Louisville, right? I think so. So, excited to get back. Haven't been to Vegas in a while. We're bringing uh, our good buddy, our general manager, Frazier, with us. And yeah. he's never been to Vegas, ever. Yeah. Which blows my mind, because the dude travels. He likes to travel. He likes Florida, though. He did. He's a big Florida fan, yeah. So, he goes there. Yeah. But I was surprised. He's like, yeah, I've never been to Vegas. I was like, what? Like, ever? Yeah. Or like... I thought he meant the show when he was like, I've never been to Yeah, it. obviously, I haven't been to that, but like, nope. Because, like, everybody from Saskatchewan, Vegas was a hot destination for quite a while because there was short, direct flights. They were cheap. It was, like, it was just easy to get to Vegas. And a lot of people did Vegas. And that was before NHL and NFL teams there. Now there's even more reason to go. Yeah. So, it's always been a hot spot. I've done one NHL game there before. Yeah. And it's a fun place to go. Who were they playing the week that we were going? Do you know? I think it's San Jose. Okay, there was two games, and I it's couldn't like remember which day it was. Close enough. Cause, so the one I went to, they played against L.A., and the crowd was split 50-50. It 
It was oh, yeah. exactly in half. Yeah. So. That's funny. San Jose is close. And it's the Colts on Sunday, right? Yep. Raiders and Colts the football game, so. That's all good, too. So that's uh, about six weeks away, roughly. I don't know that for sure. What is, I don't even know what we are right now. Uh, we're October, October or something, yeah. Seventh, I think. Six, yeah, seventh. So it's five weeks away. Six five weeks, weeks away. Yeah, five yeah. weeks away. So it's coming up. If you're not going to Deck Expo, but you're thinking about it and you're yeah. on the fence, just do it. You don't regret it. Like Nobody yeah. ever gets there was like, this is a waste of money. Yeah, I think the networking is always what it's about. But yep, you'll be able to find some good information, like products that you can work with, and then yeah, and well, certainly some good in like good groups of guys that will yeah. that will help you grow your business. Yeah, that there's is absolutely sure. a lot of learning that can happen there as well. If you're going there strictly to learn about new products, it totally depends on what kind of person you are as to whether you're going to find out value in that or not. If you are an inquisitive person who's always searching them out already anyway you're probably not going to find anything new. You've probably already seen the latest and greatest if right. you're into that. But you get your hands on it. But you can get your hands on it, yeah. And so that's like my first ever deck expo, whatever it was, 2016 or something. Chicago. That's what I went for was to see all the latest and greatest. And I did see some things, but more than anything, it was like, oh, now I get to actually put my hands on the things I've been seeing in the magazine. Yes. And so that's nice. And then yep. as time went on, the value of the tro- show transitioned away from being seeing the latest and greatest products to being more like, Going there and learning and sharing with other contractors Correct. became the value. Yeah. Because let's be honest, there's not there's not revolutionary products that are launched every year. And no. even if they are, they're often not launched at this show. They might be at IBS or they might be launched some other way. They're not necessarily at this show. Yep. But it's still a great show to go and just like network. And the educational seminars too can be really good. Yes. Depending again on how much you do your own self-learning throughout the year. But you might be able to go there and learn a lot on, I think it's the Monday if I'm not mistaken, there's of a the couple. show. I thought there Monday, was two Tuesday, days, maybe? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday. So there's um, there's certainly a lot of value in attending. Yep. If you can get into Vegas and get out and not spend a whole ton of money, we're, we're staying at Paris, and I think the rates were not bad. Yeah, they were pretty so. good. It was like just over 100 bucks a night, I think. So Yeah, and it's like it's not too hard to get down the strip to get to the convention center there, so why not? Why not? So... <laughs> That's all we got for today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week or at Deck Expo in five weeks. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.